2: Right. Well, here we are. Hey,
1: man, it's episode 11. Thank you all very much for coming out to the motherfucking podcast. It is
2: episode 11. It's episode 11, man. Very cool. We're, we're trying something different. We're actually recording from a board. Yeah. It, we, it's, we
1: really upped the production value.
2: Yeah. Like, we just hooked a few microphones into the board at, here at Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, where we're, uh, where we're recording. And uh, practicing. And practicing, where we rehearse every Monday night. Yeah. And, uh yeah, so we're trying it out, so if you hear a bunch of noise of, like, bands in the background, that's why. I don't think the mics will pick it up, but they might.
1: They're playing to a click track as a band instead of just letting the drummer handle that terrible, terrible, shitty burden of having to play to that click.
2: Do you remember when we used to do that, or was that before you were in the band?
1: No, I, I was in the band when you guys were doing it. It was right after uh, that producer you guys had, Lance, um, and he's the one who kind of taught Ty to play the click, or made Ty play to click. You know? Right, right. And uh, the rest of you guys were doing it at the time, but slowly fading off of it because it was just, we can only have the click for Ty. And so it was like, well, as long as Ty has the click, we'll be fine. And so so my experience with this band, <laughs> if we're playing to click, that means Ty's playing to click and I'm playing to Ty.
2: Yeah, that was, that was the logic behind it, because what we used to do is for a little bit we had... Um, we would actually run the metronome right into our PA. Which is what that sounds like. Right. But at our rehearsal studio, because of how loud we played, like this is back when we used to rehearse it at Tay's parents' house in right. the studio in the back. And uh, and when we used to record... Hi, Tate. Hi, Sammy. Yeah, Love you I, guys. Hi, Tate and Sammy. Love you very much. Um, yeah, when we used to do it there, it, it would ha- be so loud that like the click is peaking and it... It just like assaulted your brain.
1: Not to mention, all of us can't really play to click. You
2: know, like if everybody's listening to the
1: click, everybody starts fucking up. If Ty's playing to click, right, then it's it's okay because we're playing to tie.
2: Because then we're playing we're playing to the drummer instead of everybody playing to a yeah, click track. Yeah, and
1: either it works for the entire song or at some point in the song, Ty goes, "Nope, stop." It's right, off. right. It's way off.
2: Right. I, I got and off. He, and
1: then he takes his head off, his headphones off, and he goes. <laughs> In the fucking background is like, oh is that what you're listening to? You poor bastard.
2: It just sounds awful. Yeah. Oh man. Oh no, he hates it. But uh, I will say that if any of you if any of you young musicians are listening out there, I would highly recommend uh, having your
1: drummer learn how to play to click. Yeah.
2: Well playing play <laughs> well, to click track, playing to click track in your rehearsal time, you know, but uh, there's also that thing of playing to click in the studio, you kind of get married to the click and it... It takes away the push and pull of. Uh,
1: uh, I, I will say I, I play the click when it's like, uh, like a, I don't know, a solo part or like it's, it's co- coming up to the solo. And it's like way more broken down or something like that, you know? Right. And uh, it's, there's a lot of uh, uh, you know it's like synchronization that's going on. And then it's like, well, fuck! I need, I need to see where we're coming from for that. Put the click on. And then when it's like my part to do something there, it's like, can we just turn the click off right at? This beat, right? You know, so you, don't, so you don't get that.
2: Oh, like when you're trying to like do a retard or something at the end, Any, anything, yeah, and, and, and it like slows down, and you're like trying to do that gradual slowdown, but then in the backwards, you're still hearing go go go
4: go 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 go
2: It's awful. Man. Yeah, it's it was pretty terrible. It's awful. So yeah, there's a band in the other room, or hers in a click track. Good on them, and at the same time, it's. Yeah, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do I'll it. I'll put either. it on Ty. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, Ty, if you're not listening to this, which you ain't, you're going to play to click tonight.
2: Yeah, he do- Ty doesn't listen to this. Ty's got, Ty's got kids to worry about. He ain't listening to podcasts. And he also plays to click, yeah. so it works out all around. Sometimes. So, uh, Tony, your dad's in town. Shit, Yeah, he is. Tony's dad's in town visiting, which is, uh, which is really cool. Dave Wilburn is... Hi, Pop. He's, I'm sure he's listening. Oh yeah, he's one of the five people that listen to the that's podcast. Right, yeah, <laughs> no, Dave. Dave is. Uh, I mean, he's not my dad, and he's still one of my favorite people around. Just super funny, super cool dude. He's the he's the inspiration behind the new song "Be Cool." That's right. Which if you haven't heard that, that's pretty cool. Thanks for writing that, by the way. Yeah, of course, yeah, man. Was cool. Well, it's a great philosophical message. Like, really, I oh. wanted to. Make a song like lyrically. I wanted to talk about this idea of of how all teachings uh, throughout history have basically been saying the same thing. Um, it, it just in a bunch of different languages and a bunch of different ways, but at their at their root, they are all the same thing. And then I wanted to like translate that in in into something that people could easily understand that would that would that would reach. You know your average meat and potatoes regular person, in, and, t- in Tony terms. In Tony t- right? I wanted to put it. In, <laughs> I wanted to put it in Tony terms, and in Tony terms, the best thing that I could think of is just like, what your dad said: it's just be cool, man. It's the only thing you got to do is just be cool to each other.
1: Yeah, worked out pretty well.
2: Yeah, it worked out really well.
1: I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you wrote it the way you did because, course, for me, it's, it's my old man, so it's like man that's really cool man it's something i grew up with and you fucking liked it and you wrote a whole song about it and now the whole band has done it and it's, it's right and then when I when I wrote the riff for that song, I was like, make it about skating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's one break, like, or there's many breaks in the song, but there's a part for the break that's in there, and it's just you know, I was like, he's like, well, what do you want me to do for a chorus? And I said, I don't know, but during this break, skate. Baw- well, do you
2: <laughs> do you remember what the uh, the original working title for that that part was? No, I remember. I remember we well. I called it bull bash thrash, thrash after uh, skate after being at Skatopia. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So. Uh, but
1: your your version, I think, is pretty cool.
2: I had well, I had originally when I heard that riff and you were calling it bull bash thrash, like I had this idea of um of making it a song about like basically we find ourselves in Skatopia and it's it's this whole thing where we've got to play a ripping song or these like. Crazy skater anarchist, like, like with the oververt fifteen
1: foot deep bowl man. It's like crazy. It's so
2: cool. Well, but yeah, the the, the, the original idea was was that like we find ourselves at Skatopia and these like anarchist marauder skater dudes are gonna kill us unless we play a ripping song. And uh, and I, I I ended up not going with that, but that was kind of that was kind of what guided the original lyrical. Uh, lyrical process. Can
1: we play that song right now?
2: Can we play it right now? Yeah, can we, can we, pl- we can't release it, can we? Well, I mean... Come on. I don't know. I don't know. I, okay, So I had a meeting with, with Thorsten from was, our label, yeah, from Rodeo okay. Star. Can, and like, can we, we, just, we just released um, the video last week. Of, we'll call
1: the song Bulbash Thrash
2: and we just put it on right now. Put it on right now? Right now. Okay, hold on. This song's called Bull Bash Thrash. Or, uh, you know what I'll do is I'll put, I'll put the original uh, demo on here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 the demo version that is we it, did from when you and I were... Yeah, so uh, this is what uh, we in, in the backyard. backyard. Let's,
1: give, let's give it a listen.
2: This is the day that we, we wrote, uh, we recorded ten new ideas in one day. yeah, that's a fun one, man. This was a fun day. You were like in town to do some shows and we just went in the backyard and started fucking around.
1: that's the that's See, the part. I told you it was in the song.
2: I know it. So we it, it, those of you who are listening to the podcast, this this like little riff in the middle. like we were having some debate at at rehearsal as because that didn't end up on the recording sessions from Evergroup somehow.
1: I think it's because I was just in town for a little while and ended up split before I was able to get to it.
2: Yeah, so, so
1: we're, we're going off of like demos like this.
2: It was just something that got lost in translation. Yeah, so that's a cool one, man. There you go. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Go so right here. Wait. Skate. Skate. Yeah.
2: It does sound like a like a total skate thrash type of thing.
1: That's what I had in my head when we did it. Yeah, I don't know. It was a cool idea, and like, like I, I thought it was gonna be a skate song. So like, when I was doing that, I was, I was singing like totally uh, Frontside Five, fucking uh, chorus. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh yeah, just, just skate skateboard stuff that I really really no, like. No, g- it feels good, like Murphy's Law or, or something like that. You know? I so got what enough, you were
2: so going for, man. It's just badass. I'm really glad the way it's turned out. I like how uh, when we when we played that and, and those of those of uh, those of you who are Patreon subscribers and heard the uh, heard the super secret um, Chicago show recording um, that uh, y- you'll hear that when we played that song live we did this whole can you tell we were listening to a lot of Valiant Thor when we were listening to it or when we were when we wrote that song like vocally there's a whole lot of it.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: What are you What are you telling me to do?
1: Uh, pull the uh, phallus thing out of your face.
2: I can hear it. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Which is how I could hear this. Hold on. Let me adjust this. Hold on. Let's get the mics Hold on. Hold on. I'm just getting. Is that good? Is that what you want? Is that what it's supposed to sound like? All right. So yeah. Uh what else is going on? I
1: don't know. let's go on to uh the news.
2: And beep 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 I wonder if that'll pick up that hit it like a gong. <laughs> we have sound effects. Uh it's it's news time. So, so let's see. Uh, first, first of all, as far as news goes, here's our uh, upcoming shows. We're playing. So this will release Tuesday, so tomorrow. Um, this weekend, Friday, April 6th, we're going to be at the Blue Note in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh, playing with our buddies Turbo Wizard and our new soon-to-be buddies, Crowbone. Uh, yeah, so that's going on this weekend. We're going out for Logan's bachelor party. We'll also, on the 7th, Saturday the 7th, we're going to be over uh, at the Tower Theater in Oklahoma City to go see um, Reverend Horton Heat and, and Unknown Henson and the Red Elvises. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we got some surprises planned for Logan's bachelor party thing, so you guys should probably show up to that. Tickets are available either from the Blue Note or on our website, mfruckus.com. Are tickets for the Reverend Horton Heat Show available? Because
4: I still haven't gotten
2: mine. Oh, you still haven't gotten your ticket? I don't think so. I don't think it'll sell out. <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah, uh, but tickets to our show on April 6th. Are not sold out. Are not <laughs> sold out. Not even close. Uh, yeah. So then we got uh, April 13th. We're uh, doing a free show here in Denver at the Walnut Room uh, for Logan and Becky's wedding after party. It's going to be us, Potato Pirates. Hey, the Potato Pirates. Man,
1: I haven't seen them in fucking forever. I know. I'm
2: excited to see them. so stoked to see them. And then uh, the Blind Staggers are going to be in town for that. So it's going to be a real, oh, man. real family shindig. It's going to be good. Fuck yeah, it is. And Logan's picking the whole set list, and there's going to be a lot of covers, a lot of, a lot of stuff that we may or may not play. Super well, but we'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, May eleventh, we're at the Oriental Theater uh, for the uh, Punk is Dad Denver um, benefit show. Uh, I can't, off the top of my head, remember the name of the man, guy. The name, Punk the dude's is name is so, Dorian.
1: Punk is so dad. It's man. so dad. We're playing at the Oriental Theater. And the Punk is Dad show is just going to be the most marvelous thing you've ever seen in a million years. It's uh,
2: it's a benefit for a, a music scholarship, um, basically a, a Where scholarship. Where do I sign up? Yeah. Oh, well, I think you're a little old, buddy. Shit. I'm sorry. I, I think it's for, like, children, like a music scholarship for children. I don't know. I need to get some more information on that from... Uh, That's recently confirmed, though. Yeah, Confirm, very recently, recently confirmed. So we just announced that one. So... Um, for more information, go to our website, mfruckus.com. Uh, then June 9th, we're going to be at Big Daddy's. Big Daddy's? Big Daddy's. Big Daddy's? In uh, Glenwood Springs. That's going to be a fun oh, one. My. It's our It's our buddy Blake's 50th birthday party. So we're doing, it's a small club. Like, like if there was 98 people there, the place would be busting at the seams. I'm pretty sure Byron's been there. Oh, the Byron and Randy probably, every time they come out to visit Colorado, go there. I'm almost positive. Every time they drive up from Pueblo. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, July 20th, uh, we're going to be at the Mesa Theater with uh, In the Whale. That's going to be a really good one. So we're stoked to get back up to Grand Junction and go to the Mesa Theater. Um, then uh, July 21st. That's we're- the Bowman's show? Bowman's? No. The 23rd. See, I, wa- I wasn't there yet. Oh, it's because I've got my shit all out of order here. See, I did this. I did July 20th at the Mesa. Oh. You f- you're fucking me all up. I'm June- fucking you all up. I just wrote this shit on my calendar. June 23rd. Well, it's right on your calendar. I just had it out of order on the list. God it. Oh, who am I supposed to believe? Aaron from two
1: hours ago or Aaron right the fuck uh, now? Well, Aaron
2: from two. Well, it's still the right dates. They're just out of order. Um, <laughs> June 23rd, we're going to be at Bowman's for the Punker Than Your Mother Festival, which is going to be an all-day event over there. That's going to be a fun one. Then, July 21st, the day after the Mesa Theater Show, we're doing the second day of Mile High Parlay at that Mutiny Information. That going to fucking rule. It's going to rule. It's also, the show's brought to you by Mutiny Information, mutiny Information Cafe. Cafe. Oh, by the way, in case we didn't mention, this is a Mutiny Transmission which is a uh, which is a media service provided by Mutiny Information Cafe. So, uh, big shout out to Mutiny Information Cafe for for hosting us on their website. Uh, for more information on the Mile High Parlay, go to mutinyinfocafe.com. Uh, and then, then we just got news the other day. Um, we haven't confirmed it yet, but. I'm just going to go ahead and tease this. You're going to go ahead and tease it
1: now? I'm going to tease it. All right. Well, if you're, if, well.
2: I'm going to tease it. That's if, all. If,
1: if you're going to try to tease it, maybe you should dress it up a little. Maybe we should get some intro music, some building,
2: violins and Well, orchestra. no, we're just, we're just going to, we're just going to downplay this a little bit. And we're just going to say, this fall one band. one band, one desire, well, probably a couple bands on each show, at least a couple bands. So, uh, for those of you who've the been wondering, designs. for those of you who've been wondering when we're coming back to Europe, 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 uh, it looks like we're going to be coming back to at least Germany and probably some other places. Um, end of November, beginning of December,
4: 2018. Or,
2: yeah. So plan on plan on seeing us at the end of the fall, beginning of the winter, uh, for at least some German shows. We cannot say. Uh, what tour we're doing but starring Jean Claude Van Dam. But Tony and I have been doing backflips over this shit. Like we're very very Jacket excited. Jim. So stay tuned for a huge 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 tour announcement. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Coming up very soon uh, so that's all the shows.
1: The uh,
2: the only other bit of news is uh, we did drop a new video today, Monday we did, uh, we did a live version of uh, One for the Homies, our, our buddies from Essay from Houston, Texas. We did a cover of, of What's Up Essay. Fuck yeah. Which, uh, which released yesterday and, and is a lot of fun. Um, we like to learn songs by our friends
1: yeah it's like Willie Nelson said. It's like, remember that album we all made, Let's get together and steal each other's songs." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stealing each other's yeah, songs that's, is great. That's, that's still a fun thing to do. And you know what? I just I just I feel like we're stealing them, and they're not stealing ours. Maybe we're either not that good or uh I don't know, it's probably just we're not that good.:
2: Well, no, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we we deliberately set out to kind of preserve and curate great songs, especially ones by friends of ours. And, and just generally, like generally when a band covers a song, they're wanting to cover a song that people are going to recognize so that they can elicit a response. We just like to take other people's songs and present them as our own. Like, (laughs) you know, like, like a lot of...
1: That's not true. I mean, well, that's... That's half true, I guess. Well, actually, old, I, actually, 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 I can think of, that's probably 75% true. In
2: the old days, there would be, you know, band, artists, there would be artists and repertoire. You, you know what I mean? You guys have straight up stolen our songs, My,
1: my me and my brother and Shrek back in Chicago. Right I now.
2: wouldn't say we stole them. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't would,
1: would either since I'm in the band now.
2: I would say that what we did is gave them a new life by taking them out of... Chicago and bringing them to the rest of the world
1: and now there 's just a whole bank of songs to choose from every couple of years
2: yeah, yeah, for sure i I love playing my friend's songs our friend's songs I are some too. of my favorite songs in the world so on this uh, on this video series the the uh, the evergroove live series that we 've been releasing um, there's going to be there 's going to be one more. Uh, homie song in this series and uh, you can expect that we're gonna do some more of those in future series um, but we just released the first of those today which is monday so if you're listening to this on Tuesday it released yesterday so yep. go to our YouTube channel youtube.com slash mfruckus tv and uh, when I say what's up you say essay. What's essay.
1: up uh, that was a lot of fun man
2: I think that's I think that, that's all the news for right now. <laughs>
3: The microphone
2: is not a penis. Well, I know that. That's why you don't own 30 or 40 of them? Like you? you? (laughs) Have a whole collection. of Just like sitting in a curio. Different shapes, different ages. In a display case. Some of the mics are
1: new, some of the mics are old.
2: (laughs) I mostly own them because they're phallic.
1: Yeah. All right, so this is the uh, commentary.
2: Yeah, so uh, this week we're going to do It's a Mess, which is... The the first uh, from the Front Lines of Good Time series, which is our serialized concept album and graphic novel. You can learn more about that. More, you can learn more about that. You can learn more about that by going to patreon.com Patreon. slash uh, ruckus. So this song is, musically, this is one that Parker wrote. And oh, yeah. uh, Parker, so th- one of the major differences between Parker and Tony is that Tony is definitely more of a blues jam type of musician. Like, Tony likes to write with his friends, likes to write in the room, uh, playing stuff and kind of jamming on a rip for a while. He likes to play, like, write songs through jamming. Parker is definitely more of a composer. Like, he likes to take his ideas and get them completely fleshed out before presenting them to the band and going, you know, this, this is my idea for a song and, and here are all the parts, X, Y, Z. And then usually he'll either have an idea for uh, the vocal melody or, um, or he'll he'll have some, somewhat of a vocal idea and then turn that over to me to then write lyrics for. Uh, with this particular song, Parker had just pretty much finished, like, I think the original demo for this song, he had, he had everything all structured out and then just kind of turned it over to me and let me do, um, let me do the lyrics for it. Uh, so I wrote, I think, three different versions of this song lyrically before, um, before settling on the lyrics that I eventually ended up using. And I had, I had kind of this thing that would, it it mostly would come up in (laughs) arguments with, with, uh, people, you know, my girlfriend, in fact, where, you know, it was this idea of, you know, well... I'm sorry that that I've left behind this damage here, or I'm sorry that I'm damaged in this way here, or I'm you know sorry that I have these things in my past, or I'm sorry that you have these things in your past, but life's fucking messy, get a poncho, you know what i mean it's like It's like life has a way of getting all over you and, and leaving a residue on you, and really all you can do is just roll with the punches and dust yourself off so it, it it's a mess is this. Is lyrically is this Idea of We grow into the people we become Because of the difficulties Because of the chaos Not in spite of it If that makes any sense Does that make any sense to you?
1: No, but I think I just got the cliff notes on
2: the song So thank you very much for that Yeah, you're welcome So this is, uh, this is It's a Mess Okay so yeah, this, I think this is like the main riff that, like, Parker started with. Like, this is, this is, this first riff is my introduction to the song when, when I first heard it, heard it. I was telling Brad in the studio, like, the, all the reference material that I was giving, I was I was like, listen to Faith No More, Angel Dust. Like, that's how I want the vocals to sound. hindsight is twenty-twenty, but ain't it funny when you look back to discover you were right all along wait a minute that shit ain't funny at all <laughs> on second thought that's not even a little funny it's fucking annoying that ain't a joke so yeah this was this was like one of those little like philosophical little rants But like musically, we talked about this, and this is this is like another wonky Parker song, because it's got all these like crazy parts that don't necessarily fit into a time signature and kind of like end in weird places. What was your experience like, like trying to learn to play this? It wasn't good. Parker showed me how to play it. and I thought, thought it was, I don't know, just
1: fine. I was I was kind of doing this on. Uh, on a trip out here we we're, were playing the our will Boy show we were playing but anyway I flew out here to do it and we booked about a week up in Evergroove Studios and I stayed up there for three days in a band loft area and for like two days Parker came in and showed me what was supposed to be played for the song right and, and, and I like, and it was it was just the the bass and the drums and Parker barely playing behind me you know so It's like oh fuck I don't know what I'm doing here and then like two months later, Parker comes in and puts his magic
2: on it and it's like, Oh, that's what you're getting at. He's he's just like, Play it exactly like this. Play it like this. And I, I remember you were kind of annoyed yeah, by I was like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> I know, right? But that's the way he writes songs and It is. You know, he he comes to the table with these like complete compositions. It's very cool. Yeah. He's got the breakdown. Ooh, better get your raincoat. Making the video for this was super fun. It's cool here in Burger's guitar on him, it, and it's like it's very precise, very thought out. Yeah, I, I want to say that on the demo version, he even programmed the drums. Yeah, yeah he did. He yeah, had the drums, and completely- then told you what to play, right? You probably play about 80% what he had in mind. Yeah. I think that's kind of where we're all at, except for maybe Aaron. Ty walked in, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hey, Ty. Yeah. Ty walked into the room. He'll sit over here in a second. Or maybe he won't. I probably won't. I was particularly proud of this song lyrically. Now, the the only... I had a real good time shooting this video with Russ spraying that freezing cold water. It was so cold. Oh, my God. Because we recorded it... It was probably about this time of year. Oh, because it was right before your bachelor party. So it was May. So it was mostly warm. But there were still days it was where it warm. was like still cold, you know, like Denver cold. And we're standing outside just covered in mud, soaking wet with like the wind whipping by and, and hitting us over on the the eastern plains of Colorado. It was gnarly, man. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a fun one. It's... uh. It's tough to execute live just because of all the like, different vocal effects and, and doubling up and all the, the, the production stuff we've done. But um, I think we're getting to the point where we can... You know, Thieves of Thunder was really hard to play when we first recorded it and wrote it. That's another song that Parker wrote. Yeah, that's another yeah. one that Parker wrote. You got you like to go into the studio and, and lay down stuff that is just outside of your grasp... And then after you release it, it's like getting together yeah. and going. You have to learn how to play your own parts. You got to learn how to play your own fucking songs, man. And, and that's been one that, that was particularly challenging. So yeah, that's, it's a mess. Uh, you can find that one on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all yeah, that so shit. This is the first
1: chapter of our yeah. new comic.
2: Chapter one. Chapter, chapter one. one. Chapter it's two is on its way. I wanted to take this opportunity to give a quick shout out to the people that make this podcast possible and pretty much everything we do possible. Uh, first and foremost, got to give a shout out to Matula Plumbing, Matula! Jerry Matula in Des Plaines, Des Plaines Illinois. Uh, shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Des Plaines, Illinois. Des Plaines, Illinois. For all of your Des Moines, Illinois. For all of your plumbing needs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, want to give a shout-out to Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado. I don't care what anyone says it's the best studio in the world. They do uh, full-service audio and video production stuff for bands. And uh, they've got a YouTube channel where they do all sorts of really cool educational stuff. So uh, check them out, evergroove.com. Uh, look up Evergroove Studio on YouTube. And follow them on Facebook, all that other shit. Uh, they're badass. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, where we rehearse every week and where we are currently recording this podcast right this minute on their equipment, on their mixer and microphones and stuff. So Rocket Space is badass. Fully equipped uh, rehearsal studios. All you got to do is like show up with your guitar and, and you can drink beer and hang out and have fun and write songs together. It's great. Uh, also, this podcast is a Mutiny Transmission, which uh, is a branch, a media service branch, of Mutiny Information Cafe, which is a badass record store, comic store, coffee shop. Uh, yeah, uh, easily one of the coolest places in Denver. Definitely one of the first places I send people to. And they, uh, they're they going to be hosting the Mile High Parlay again this summer. Um, so, like, UMS has pretty much moved on from South Broadway, from what I understand. But Parlay is still going, so... Kudos to them for keeping it going. It's going to be a big outdoor festival event. That's a Mile High Parlay this summer. We'll be there. Will you? Uh, And then also, uh, last but certainly not least, in fact, probably most uh, most kudos and thanks and gratitude to our uh, subscribers on Patreon.com. Our Patreon subscribers get early access to content, they get discounts on merch, they get uh, VIP tickets to shows, they get, they get all sorts of cool shit, um, just for a small recurrent contribution uh, to our uh, graphic novel and concept album series, The Front Lines of Good Times, if, you can, uh, if you're interested in learning more about that and you want to become a part of that project, go to patreon.com slash Thanks again, you guys. You make our little worlds go round and our hearts go pitter pat And we're back.
3: hey Uh
2: It's one for the homies time. And we're going to give a shout-out this week to our producer extraordinaire, Johnny Skibbs, Gene Skibbins. Uh, Skibbins. Like yeah, Yeah, Skibro. What else could we call Skib him? Skibro. Uh, uh, Arnold Skibzenegger. Anyway, he wrote a fucking cool song with yeah. Dale. Uh, uh, the, the, I think they called the project Dale Aguski. What's, what's with that? I, Dale, I can't remember the other guy. Uh, somebody of his. But it's Dale,
1: him, and Skibbs. Or oh. Skibicki, rather, you
2: know? Oh, so it's a, it's a mix of all their names it's together into names like together. an almost indecipherable Italian saying, hey, my name's Donny Dale Aguski. That's what <laughs> it yeah. Uh,
4: this is. Yeah.
2: I grew up on the north side of Pulaski over there, you know, over by Evering Park. <laughs> this is a song they wrote um, about pickup lines. Like, they just yeah. Googled a bunch of different pickup lines. Well, no, I, 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 I'm not sure exactly what the story is, but uh, it, it, uh,
1: skips his boss... Came and he's like, "Hey man, can you write a song about like a girl or like a hot chick?" He's like, uh, "I don't know." And he came home <laughs> and him and Dale got together and they're like, "Well, what are we, they had the whole song together because they're both huge Kiss fans and you can tell that they're huge." Oh, fans. dude,
2: this sounds like it, like an early Kiss. We're gonna demo. end up playing this song.
1: Oh yeah, we're gonna end yeah, up playing this song. And uh, but so anyway, he's they they both got together and wrote this song and it's like, "Well, what are we gonna do for lyrics? We got to write about a hot girl." It's like. Let's just Google really bad pickup lines. <laughs> the you, whole song is comprised of just that.
2: Can you imagine if Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley had Google when, when it first came out? They would just be like, this song would have already been written had Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley had access to every awful pickup <laughs> line ever written. They were too busy making them up. Yeah, they're like, oh, I never thought of that one. That's a yeah, pretty good oh, one. That's pretty good.
3: Yeah, that's a great pickup line <laughs> for picking up
2: all them girls. All them women girls that I be picking up all the time, because I'm Paul Standing and I like girls. I promise. I promise, I swear. All Dude.
1: right, well, let's listen to it.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I, I got I to gotta tell you
4: something about Paul Standing.
3: Roll over, baby I want your love But you're driving me crazy Stop, drop And roll over, baby I want your love But you're driving me crazy
4: Do you remember
3: the Flintstones? Cause I could make it better don't you come with me down in the farm I'll show you my big car no, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're Jamaican Because you're making me crazy So would you come check my chicken? Stop, drop, and roll over, baby I want your love, but you're driving me crazy Stop, drop Run over, baby I want your love, but you're driving me crazy Hey, what's <laughs> up, pretty girl? you hear you do it mind like mine. I'm just like a remix Cube The more you play with me, the harder I get Girl, you better sleep with me tonight Because I want to tell everybody else that we already did Nice Nice shoes Wanna fuck?
2: Okay, so for the very end of the show, we have, we have Ty. Hey, Hello. Ty, hey, Ty, Ty jumped here. in.
3: Yay,
1: Ty's here. It's, because it's good, good to be talking
0: at you, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: We don't have to drive to band practice anymore. We're just here now.
0: Yeah.
2: See, that's, that's the cool thing about doing it here is before we were recording it at your house, and then we had to leave in time to make it for beers at the Larimer Lounge, which Ty didn't get any. I did, oh, yeah. <laughs> actually. Yeah. He went and had a beer before he came up. Here. Yeah, me too. Right yeah, on. I was
1: late for our time.
2: Down there, it's our time. It's our time <laughs> down there at the bar. Actually, it's our time, me and Ty's time. <laughs> at the bar. bar, yeah, for sure. Oh, I was going to tell you a Paul Stanley story. Oh, yeah, tell me. Okay, so one of the first dates I went on with Sarah, uh, we went to go see Kiss and Motley Crue at... Comfort Dental Amphitheater. Uh, Follow: oh, the tooth,
3: man. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a kiss at the tooth, bro. Oh, man. I was a cavity in that tooth, brother. You know what I'm saying? That tooth was rotten that (laughs) night. You know what I mean?
0: It's now just Fiddler's Green again. Is it? They lost the sponsorship. It's just Fiddler's Green Amphitheater. Is it because... it should
2: be. Was there a scandal with Comfort Dental or something? Like, were they pulling out people's teeth and giving them to rich people or something?
1: One ticket and one muller, please.
0: I don't know. I I hope that every band that played there was like, Comfort Dental Amphitheater. You guys need to change that shit. (laughs)
4: That's bullshit. That's probably probably what
0: happened because everybody
1: kind of just did that anyways. Like, You know Fiddler's Green or whatever the fuck it's called now? Yeah. They're playing
2: at Fiddler's Green. It was
0: Coors Amphitheater for a second. Was it really? Not a long second. Where have you been? Fiddler's Green, man. Just call it Fiddler's Green. It's Fiddler's Green. Just what, it's my high stadium. So anyway, you were you're oh, at the okay. you
2: you're at the Kiss show. So so I went to go see Kiss and Motley Crue, and it was exactly what you imagine a KISS and Motley Crue concert was like. But it was badass. a lot of fun. What you're yeah. trying to say is badass. It was badass and it was also one of the most cheese dick things I've ever seen in my life. Like you know Tommy Lee brings a guy up on the stage The roller coaster drum set The roller coaster
0: drum set yeah I've seen Molly Crew numerous times that was the worst time I've ever seen Molly Crew oh, with Kiss really Yeah they well they opened for Kiss and they had all their pyro and shit and it was still like daytime Yeah You know what I mean so it was lame Oh right! So it just I, looked like sparklers yeah, being set up exactly. in the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Motley get to crew see. I, 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 I saw Motley
1: Crue, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're opening for Kiss, but not that time because it wasn't that recent. This is like maybe 10, maybe 15 years ago. But uh, Motley Crue opened up for them, and no, it was, I'm sorry, it was Aerosmith and Motley Crue. Motley Crue opening up for Aerosmith. Say what? Yeah, it was it was a badass show, but. Because Aerosmith was headlining, there was the same thing that we have to fucking do. There's like the headliners have their their backstage set up and it can't be touched and the, the band before set up in front of them, you know? Right. And Motley Crue had
2: it kind of set up in front of Aerosmith, you know what I mean? <laughs> How do you think that feels to fucking like like the one of the cockiest bands in rock and roll, arguably, yeah. just like Which one? Motley Crue. <laughs> I mean Aerosmith is pretty bad too, but Motley Crue, like, can you imagine Vince Neil having to like, like jump over cables like we've had to do when we have to set up our yeah, drum set in front yeah. of another. Well, I mean, they're still playing Hall like, Arena Joe Perry? stages.
0: There's quote unquote no room for them. Yeah, they there's still. They, of yeah, room. they still have when like, we another do it, thirty. There's literally no, no room. There's
1: <laughs> <laughs> zero room. <laughs> so, so anyway, M- Motley Crue's opening up for Aerosmith, right? And um, you can't really see any of Aerosmith's uh, a, a stage props or anything like that. It's this big fucking stage where they aren't. They're not supposed to have pyrotechnics and all this shit. And Aerosmith goes out and plays. Or, I'm sorry, Motley Crew goes out and plays. And, and they're, they're they're fucking good. They're playing all the hits, and they're playing good. And there's just spotlights and like a lot of red lights, you know? And it's like, okay, okay. so they're done. And they did pretty good. But Motley Crue's way about the live show, you know what I mean? Like, having the drum set fucking fly around and having these guys right. have their entire set. They didn't have that. So they were just, okay. Aerosmith comes out, and I'm looking for this big show, and it's just... The same stage, no props came on. It was just a bare stage. And it was just Aerosmith playing. But they were playing uh, the uh, Blues on Hoboken record that they had just come out with. Was this oh, this right, right, right. Blues right, right. slide record, you know? And they kicked fucking ass with nothing on stage. And it was just like, it reaffirmed. I was like, I really like Motley Crue and Aerosmith, but man, now I know Aerosmith. Really well, was.
0: Aerosmith is legitimately a better band.
2: Yeah. Than Crue.
0: <laughs> hey, Parky. Yeah, Parky Grass just Hacks. walked in the door. There's a better hey. rock and roll band. Yeah.
2: Well, even before they like before Aerosmith hired songwriters on Permanent Vacation and Beyond, like they had solid albums. Like they wrote some amazing songs on their own. But and they, then when the songwriters came in, even those songs were cool. Like Get a Grip was a fun fucking album. I don't care. What I'm just, I'm just
1: talking about the show. The, you, straight up the show. You know, like the,
2: all all all
1: crew had was just the lights and the stage. Right. So did Aerosmith. But Aerosmith took it upon themselves to like black out all the lights and, and like have just a couple spotlights shining on the crowd and like this figure eight pattern while they made it work yeah while Dream On beginning is coming on and then when it comes on the whole the lights come on and everybody's just like yeah
4: whereas whereas Molly are showing more their
1: titties and the 14-year-olds are like is this what I am supposed to be doing you know like all of us are just like is this what is what rock stars are like cuz i just saw Molly Crue and they're supposed to be fucking So Pamela
2: so Molly Molly is kind of relying on the pyrotechnics and relying on the hollywood stuff and, and Aerosmith was more like like a legit rock band they can or, actually yeah. play
0: like dude if you saw a fucking Aerosmith I like in Motley a Crue bar side. yeah they yeah. would rock your fucking balls off they would right Molly Crue... They'd be like a loud metal band in the corner, like, "Yeah, this is... I wonder... They're if, all right, you know? It'd, it'd be cool. They are good. They are good, it's just... Not, well, you they're pretty, not fucking great, man.
1: So,
2: yeah, when I... You know, and this, like I said, this is... I wonder if... I younger... If Aerosmith uses playback, because I know Motley Crue uses playback. Like, when they play Live Wire,
0: Vince Neil ain't doing that stuff. They story. do not. I just actually, two nights ago, watched a live Aerosmith concert on TV. Yeah. And I forget where it was, Europe somewhere, they're closing out some festival. And you could totally hear all the fucking mistakes, and fucking Steven Tyler's voice cracking all bad. But he's still hitting those. He's reaching. Right. He's hitting those fucking notes. Yeah, just like this is It's like raw, dude. It's like unpolished fucking rock and roll, man. I mean, even, I, even, I, even well, now. Uh, yeah, even even now. after it's been yeah. polished several times. I over understand. The years, right? It's they're still just fucking playing, man.
2: Right. I understand the pressure, to like. Like, oh, there's a lot of money going into this concert. Like, people are spending a lot of money on tickets. It better sound exactly like the album. I'm sure they're just like, if we play the hits, at least some of them, they're fine. But but there's something about going to see a band, no matter how big they are, and they're letting it all hang out. They're doing the songs, and you're like... Like, have you ever watched Iron Maiden, Rockin' Rio? Like, those dudes are playing the Iron who? Who? (laughs) Aaron Maiden is is actually... That's, that's, um,
0: who's she? Yeah, I've seen that. It's great. They're, yeah. they're playing in front of like hundreds of thousands of people
2: and they're yeah. making mistakes. Like they play the trooper way too fast, like so fast that they're fucking up, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's fucking red.
0: Yeah. They don't fucking play to click or pro tools. Like some of these <laughs> new pussy bands. Yeah. Hey Ty, can Most you play, of play these new pussy bands. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I'll do it all day, but not live. Yeah. Just yeah. Fuck that. It's gay.
1: Yeah. That's, that's like, that's written in Ty's contract on the band. It's like, I'll hang out for as long as it takes. But I won't play live to click.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I like, suggested that one time many years ago, and Ty just shook his head at me. and was like, I'm not doing I'll that. I'll do it on the album, not live. Not live.
0: I don't want to drive to click track. <laughs> I don't want to do that.
2: I don't, don't want to do that. Do that. Uh, oh, but what I was going to tell you is I saw, so I saw Kiss. Oh, yeah. Fucking the whole Kiss? Yeah, yeah. Show? So oh, I yeah. saw Kiss, and this was right after the, uh, the theater shooting like the Aurora, like, Dark Knight theater shooting. Oh. This was, like, right after that happened. I was happened. Gonna ask which one. So, um, so Paul Stanley comes on stage, and, like, after a couple songs, he's addressing the crowd. And if you've ever heard Paul Stanley's stage banter, it's pretty much all the same. He's like,
3: how's it going out there, everybody? <laughs> I don't believe you're with us, Colorado. All right.
2: <laughs> Doesn't break character, right? Like he's yeah, got the, the he, Roxo. That's that's where Roxo. Star got. Child, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Star Child. That's yeah. where
1: Roxo got his whole thing. So bro. he
2: comes out, and I swear to God, he does this. This is almost verbatim what he did. He goes,
3: "Hey there, Colorado. I understand y'all just had a shooting here recently." Yeah. And,
2: and then the crowd just goes, "Ooh, <laughs> whoa, Paul." And he goes, seriously.
3: "Well." We got together with the guys from Motley Crue, and we managed to raise up $90,000 that we're donating to the families. Yeah! Are
2: you with us, Colorado? And he was like, it was like one of those things where it was like, it was a very sweet gesture. It was very kind. I'm sure those guys dug $90,000 out of the couch cushions, you know, between all of them. It was very sweet. But what was what was surreal and weird and uncomfortable was the fact that he refused to break character. If Paul Stanley had come out and been like, "Hey guys, in all seriousness, we heard you had a shooting. Um, we want to we want to help out and donate some money. Thank you very much for coming out." It was a
0: whole. Boo! Play "Love Gun." <laughs> Sing that song about your
3: dick. <laughs> so yeah, I was made for loving you, baby. I want to rock and roll all night. Hey,
1: man, can you hurry up and get the show over? i got to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, man. Seriously. Man. No long <laughs> course. Just play the hits. Hey, man,
2: what the hell are you guys doing playing on a Wednesday night, goddammit? <laughs> Can't you play on a Friday or Saturday night every night around the country? Come on, man. Make it work. <laughs> it would take yeah. them a whole year to tour if they like tried to do like every state capital, but only do it
0: on a weekend. Kiss rules. Yeah, it would be uh, Metallica. Uh, it's
2: <laughs> that's what metallic is. Fly means. home
0: every week, fly out for the weekend.
2: Yeah, Sounds like a day. pretty
0: good way to live. Fucking A. <laughs> uh,
2: so I guess that's the episode. I guess that's the episode. That's the episode. We're going to have some band practice. Um, Parker, say hi into the microphone real quick. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Creepy. All right. Well, it's only because he's wearing that big, giant pink
2: cape. <laughs> Well, hey guys! Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. Make sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe. Even if you give us a one-star review, seriously, it really helps for the iTunes. That's the only
1: way they, I'm going to read it. Actually,
2: the, the only way you're going to review our <laughs> no, shows. the only way
1: I'm going to
0: read it is if there's a one-star review.
2: What this It's say? like <laughs> when you're looking at Yelp and you're like, I don't want to see the good stuff people said about this restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. this
0: is what I was going to say earlier when you guys were talking about it's a mess. Uh, on the YouTube comments, there's a handful of things that are like, "Way to go, guys! I really like it," or whatever. And then there's, like, a newer comment. It's some dude just like, terrible. <laughs> that's that all it says. Really? One word comment. Terrible. terrible. Awesome. <laughs> dude, like, that's. Oh. <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks that's for how watching. you know we're starting to, like.
2: <laughs> like, okay. this, this Now, I've, I've told you guys this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Parker's over in the corner saying, who was it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Parker's like, that's my fucking. That's my child. I will beat you. Uh, Some random like metalhead dude watching videos on YouTube. Nice, terrible, 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 awful. (laughs) But that's like that's how you know you're starting to enter into the actual competitive playing field of the music business. Like, let me tell you something. You know who never gets criticized or made fun of? Competitors in the Special Olympics and old people and children. Nobody ever picks on them because it's like, oh, look, they're really trying. Like they're really. They're really going out there and giving it a go. Isn't that adorable? Let's say only nice things about them. And if you're getting only positive feedback, it's because your band sucks and nobody has the heart to tell you. But the second people start trying to tear you down and people write bad reviews about you and talk shit about you on the Internet, brothers, that's when you know you've arrived, man. Oh, no,
1: we've all been doing that to you. We just haven't put it on the Internet. (laughs)
2: All right. All right, anyway. All right, That's so cool. this. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook and go to our YouTube channel. And, yeah. You know how to find us. Just look us up on stuff. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go have band practice. Thanks for listening, we're gonna go, guys. We're, we're going to turn this off and have band practice. Yeah, we're just going to move the mic stands into the middle of the room. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Transmissions is a media service that provides podcasts, video, and live shows recorded inside and outside of Meet Me Information Cafe, located at 2 South Broadway in Denver, Colorado.